0: Welcome to Made With Magic, a podcast created to unearth the sacred truth of taboo topics like menstruation, sex and money. Also that you can utilize these tools to connect with more of the divine within you and create a life made with magic. Welcome back to Made With Magic. Today we are joined by the absolutely incredible Kelly Bodie. She is a pleasure and intimacy coach, absolute goddess, leading women to discover the magic of pleasure in her new program Pleasure Witch. She is a self-proclaimed pleasure witch and she is just pure magic. And I can't wait for you to hear from her. Welcome Kelly.
1: Thank you, Charlotte. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Gosh, it's our pleasure. It really is. Oh, Okay, so I would love, first and foremost, for you to share a little bit about where you are right now in the world and what you are doing. Mm,
1: I'd love to. So I currently live in Changu, Bali. I've been here for about a year, but I am from Chicago originally, from the U.S. Lived in L.A. in Chicago, and yeah, I'm working now here in Bali. Actually, over the last year, have has have started my business coaching women about intimacy, relationships, sex, pleasure, desire, all the things you said. Um, really been yeah cultivating and expanding my own pleasure witch powers <laughs> and then also just guiding women to do the same to really just like go inwards and awaken their own and so i have a, an amazing program right now called pleasure witch which i think you already said maybe um and yeah, coaching some women one-to-one. I have my own podcast, which is called The Best You've Ever Had, which you've been on, as you know. (laughs) So yeah, just always talking about sex and relationships over here. Like I live in a house of sex coaches. It's called The Abundance Palace. It's the self-proclaimed abundance palace. Um, Literally, we sit around the table and we'll talk about anal, squirting, um sex only like it's just the only conversations we want to have and it's just our favorite thing to talk about and um, I live with a bunch of intimacy coaches basically and and yeah I'm also in a lot of my own trainings right now I'm in this whole world I feel like I'm like getting my master's in school like I have so much reading to do I'm in like four different programs, learning so much. And I love it. I mean, I love learning. It really like lights me up and kind of like gets me in this beautiful like flow state. But then I can also be like, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. You know, business, school, friends, Bali, like, but it's really beautiful. Like just living a very full life over here. Oh, and also I'm in a new relationship, a new relationship with an amazing man here in Bali. And that is just mind blowing. I mean, it's been like two months and, um, really
0: like growing and healing so much inside of that. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> all of the things. All yeah. of them. And they are all incredible. And oh there's so much I want to, to speak to on that. I know. Um, go from <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh gosh. Cause I just want to say how much of an honor it was to um to witness your relationship unfolding and like really seeing you stand in your desire. And I guess that is what I would like you to share right now <laughs> is that powerful yeah. story
1: of mm-hmm. standing
0: in your desire for what you wanted out of a relationship.
1: Oh, yeah, such a good story. I'm so happy to share it. <laughs> okay. So where to begin? So over the last year, um I've really been diving deep into healing around relationships and I decided at the beginning of last year to be celibate um for three months and then six it became ten it was just it basically was this deep dive into healing and self-love and finding solidity within myself and you know I went through so many phases of that like really intense loneliness and and struggles and like getting physically ill with just the like you know, like per like, I would be up at night, like purging, like literally throwing up. Just and I was like, this is just like my manifested like resistance and fear of loneliness. And you know, it was just really like spiritual intense. You know, I found such a, a closer relationship with my higher power, with myself, with my community, like with my growth. It was a wild year. I also, grew my business. Um, And so when I got to six months of this journey that I was on of like no flirting, like it was, you know, I was hardcore. I was very hardcore. And um, I decided to start dating. So I was like dating around and really practicing dating slowly. I had something, I created a dating plan. You know, I was like, okay, after this many dates, then I can go over to his house. And after this many dates, we could like have sex or, you know, after this conversation, you know, the specifics, it was kind of very detailed, which was really good for me because in the past. I want to say, I did not used to have relationships like this. I was like, I was like head first dive into the most basically unavailable person I can find (laughs) and like have a super intense, um, dynamic that I stay in for years, months, you know? And so this is very different. And this is why I wanted to go on my healing celibacy journey. Right. So I'm dating around, not really finding anyone who. I mean, I'm like, you know, great men, you know, they have the ones good looking ones into personal growth, you know, just aligning on different levels with different men. But I'm like, but I just really, you know, I was uh, really working on like not settling for less than the thing that I wanted. Um, And like knowing what that would feel like and knowing, you know, the qualities that were non-negotiables to me. And letting go of good men and, and great men, but just knowing it wasn't quite the the one, the right man, not being willing to like settle because I was like, after this whole celibacy journey, like I am not going to just be with like someone who doesn't feel like a fuck yes for me. You know, I did not do this to be in another like you know, so so mm-hmm. relationship. No, no shade to the people I've dated in the past. Like I love them too, but you know, it wasn't a fit, it wasn't aligned. Yeah. Um, and so. Anyways, one day I'm scrolling through Instagram and my friend had reposted this like tweet, you know, people like write tweets on like Instagram posts. And she reposted a tweet from this man. And he was obviously a men's coach talking about like men's healing work. And I really liked it. And it's not often that I find a men's coach who I like really like aligned with his words. You know, I'm just, and I was like, oh, wow, cool. I'm going to follow him. And then, I, and then I was like, oh my God, I'm scrolling through his Instagram. I'm like, he's so cute. And then I was like, oh my God, he's in Changgu. Like he's in the same place as me. Like, why don't I know him? So I follow him and he has tons of followers. So I'm like, he's not gonna, I don't think he's going to see. And I'm like, I'm trusting the universe. I'm like, I think we're going to run into each other. And I want to follow him. Cause I honestly like his content. And then he followed me back. And I was like, oh, it's on like, I'm sliding into the scene right now. And, um, but I was casual about it. You know, I wasn't like asking him on a of date course. or anything. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, was, like, scrolling through story. I was like, wow, I with him on so many levels. Like he, I think he's so attractive. Like he's vegan. He does this work. He, um, feels really grounded. He's funny. And like all the, all these things, he's obviously like really, uh, in his purpose. And so, I was just loving even observing I was because he was the first one that I even like when I first went on his Instagram I was like wow like I it gave me this idea of what was possible because I for the first time I saw a man that to me on paper right I didn't know him but I was like on paper and just looking at your Instagram I'm like oh he has all the qualities that I've been seeing like bits and pieces in these other men and I was like okay let's not get like too future tripping about what this is going to be. Let's just see how he, I don't know how he actually is, but that was a thought in my head. I was like, oh my God, I can have it. It was this like, I was like, whether it's him or someone else, it just made me realize, oh my God, I can have I, I can have it. And here's manifestation. Like the universe is showing me whether it's him or someone else. Okay. So anyways, we started, I'm going to fast forward a little bit, cause this could be a really long story. We started dating, going on dates, you know, like we fed, it was cute. Our first date, we went and fed fruit to cows and then you know we went up to dinner and we went to we happened to be at a play party together and like all these things and um, basically it got to a point and and he was dating other people and I was dating other people because I was practicing the slow dating thing so that was good you know and it got to a point it just hit me I was like I want to be with only him and I want him to be with only me I want him to choose me I want to like Claim him, you know? This is like the terms that that I've learned and like that that really like resonated in my head. I'm like, the woman claims the man and like the man who chooses the woman. So, anyways, um, this is what we actually what I learned is like one taste, which is like orgasmic meditation, personal growth. Yeah. So, anyways, I was talking to my roommate about it that day when I had realized it. And 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 also that's heteronormative, but like female masculine pull, like whatever this is just because we're men and women and this is a heterosexual relationship, but yeah. <laughs> so however that resonates with whoever's listening, but um, anyways, let me think. Oh, so I, I told this to Amy, my roommate, Amy, and she was like, have you claimed him? Cause I, cause I didn't have this. I was like, oh my God, I want him to date only me. Like, I really want him to choose me. And she's like, have you claimed him? Like, does he know that? And I was like, uh, maybe I don't think so. And she's like, no, you have it. I was like, okay, no, I have it. <laughs> and so anyways, that night I go over to his house and, um, and I told him, I just, it was really, I was really nervous. I got support from friends before I did. And I was just like, I just looked him in the eye and i breathed And I felt all the nervousness and the sensation in my body. And I was like, I want to be in a monogamous relationship with you. Which was somewhat out of the blue because we had talked about like being open and I knew that he was dating this other girl that he kind of wanted to see how things were gonna go. And so it was really like not necessarily the next logical step or like expected from him. He was like kind of like, wait, what? I didn't expect this at all. And I was like, Yep, this is the desire. I can't go back from here. This is I I this is it, you know, I, I know it. I want to be with you. And 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 so yeah. He was like, I'm unsure. Basically, he was like, you know, and I expected that. He needed time to think about it. I, I, it was out of the blue, Um, not entirely, but um, anyway, so we, so then, you know, I give, I give him space and time to think about it and like two weeks pass and I am like, you know, so I can't think of another word besides too messed because it's like, I don't, no one uses that word, but it's like when something's like agitated, it's actually also like when something's like engorged or like agitated, look up the word too messed. It's such a good word. If you don't know it, look up the definition. I, it's, it's such a good one. You can't go back once you start using it. Okay. So I'm so like too messed, you know, and I'm like, I need an answer. Like he's still unsure. I'm over here, like feeling a little rejected and not good enough. And, you know, I went through phases of like crying and just, just moving through all the spaces of like, should I have held my desire? What if I could have just had it the way it was? Maybe I should be open. I haven't fully experienced an open relationship. And then every time I'd consider those things uh, and I'd go down the road a little bit, like in my mind, I'd real, like I'd get resentful of him. Like he, you know, and I'd be like, no, like I, I, I can't do this. Like I'm, this is not the relationship that I want. Remember what the With the celibacy thing, I was like, I'm not willing to settle for something less than I want. But then I met him, and he was so many things that I wanted. And I was like, maybe I should settle for something less than I want just to keep him around, you know? And, you know, I really had to trust. I really had to trust my desire. I had to trust in, like, the abundance of the universe. Like, if it's not him, then it'll be someone else. And by me holding my desire, I'm, like, claiming it. I'm, like, claiming the desire as mine. Like, I will not settle for less, you know? Because if I settled for less than the universe, I couldn't have even been given what I actually wanted in its fullness. Cause I'd be over here in this open relationship feeling resentful. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. Mm, yeah. I just wanna I just wanna highlight that again. That because yeah. this is something that every time I hear this story, which I just love hearing it, and you say that it's actually it wasn't anything to do with him. And you kept having to remind yourself that it wasn't to do with him. It was to do with you and your desire and just grounding more and more into that and like knowing your power. And I just think it's so, so powerful to to really highlight that, especially after you were celibate for so long. Um, So yeah, carry on. I just really wanted to highlight that piece.
1: Yeah, no, such a good piece. Yeah, and I had to keep reminding myself that too, you know, because it wasn't easy you know um it's like holding the full weight of my desire and like it was kind of heavy you know it was like fuck like can I hold this and and it was painful in moments and I was just like okay you know but it's it's like what I teach and so I had like that background of like just you know trusting and then it's like I've experienced it in other areas not necessarily in relationships um So I was like, okay, you know, I had some like trust and and women definitely backing me, which was so helpful. Like my friends just like backing me and like supporting me in this and um, having gone through similar portals with holding their desires. So like I could go to them and, you know just cry or ask for advice. So that was so helpful. Like I couldn't have done it on my own. Um, And then, oh, let me think. Okay, so it got to a point we were two weeks in and I was like, okay, it's time for me to like cut this cord energetically. Like he's unsure. I'm sure. Um, and this is, isn't serving me to like carry this on because I'm like, I actually want to keep dating. There were like other men, you know, cause I was, I was dating and I was like, okay, I'm like, there are these uh, other interesting men in my field. And I actually want to be able to date them if, if he's not ready, if he's not on board for this. And so I was actually going on dates while we were in this two weeks. And this is almost what triggered like kind of the the final like cutting of cords was that I went on a date with someone and we, we made out. And then uh, it just kind of like threw me and Matt into this fight. Cause we were in this, so like gray space, and, like we weren't clear and we weren't really communicating. We were both withholding. Like I I felt rejected and he felt unsure. And you know, this crazy dance. Right. So anyways, it, it so <laughs> I told him that we, you know, I'm like, well, how much detail do I go into? I'm going to fast forward a little bit. So that happened. And then we, we got together basically to like cut the cord to be like, okay, this is done. And that feels good. And he was like, I'm still unsure. And I'm like, I so honor that. And this is obviously where you need to be. And I was fully surrendered. I was like, I, I'm ready to let this go, you know? And, um, we had a beautiful like, like closing, like cutting. And I felt clear and I felt sad. And but I was like, okay, this is obviously for the best. And I trust, I trust. And um, yeah, but after we had our cord cutting, we had a really hot makeout. We like didn't have sex, but we had this like beautiful, hot makeout. And it was like, yeah, incredible. And so connected and actually it was like a space where we like let out our anger and like all all said all the things. And we had said all the things, but we hadn't quite like embodied all the things that had been happening over the last two weeks. So we just had this like really fucking hot make out. Um, And then when that was over, he left and I was like, okay, this is like the end now. Right. Okay. So cutting the cord, whatever. And then he texted me the next day and he was like, Hey, can I come over? I have something I want to tell you, and I'm like, Jesus, come on! I thought this was the end. Like, please just let me move on now. How long are we (laughs) gonna? I'm like, oh my god. So, um, anyways, I was like, yeah, come over. Of course, I want to know what he's gonna say. And he he basically was like, "Um, yeah, I realized I, I over the last 24 hours, I've just really been like introspective and asking myself all the questions and getting clarity and that night like last night of cutting the cord and having that hot makeout really had me like get clarity also and I'm realizing that I really want to be in a relationship with you like I want to be I want to be committed to you I want to go deep with you I choose you and I'm just over here like melting I'm like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't wait a little while I was like he made me like two weeks I'm gonna make him wait like a good 10 minutes before I answer <laughs> so I was like well like are you sure and how like when I was kind of excited to date these other guys which were all genuine things like I wasn't you know I, I had to consider and like you know sit with it and just really make sure that he felt sure because he was so unsure and then so sure so I was like how do I know that you're really sure and he was, and I felt it and something really had shifted. And so I was like, yes, I'm in, I am here for this. So that was the beginning of our relationship. And that was about two months ago now.
0: Oh my gosh. I just love that story so, so much. Yeah. Um, All of it, every part, just the power of you holding that desire and also, because I know that we've had similar experiences with the celibacy mm-hmm. and how powerful that is. And I would love for you to share why you feel that was such a key part in getting mm-hmm. to be in this relationship that you're now in.
1: Yeah, I was, it's so funny also, because I was, we were just at dinner with friends, you and I, Charlotte, and, and it was crazy how many of the women, all of the women who were in long-term amazing relationships had had a period of celibacy just before they met their partner. Mm -hmm. Like there's really something to this. This is not just me, you know? And, and I mean, it is so powerful. Like, well, the reason that I began it was I just, there was a voice there was a quiet whisper for like a year before I decided to be celibate. And it was like, it's time to go inward. It is time to heal. Cause I had had gone through an intense breakup and then um, just knew, like I knew that there was stuff that came up in that relationship I wasn't dealing with. And I was just continuing for that year to just put it off. (laughs) And then when I got to Bali, Bali has a way of kind of like hitting you in the face with the things you need to heal. And it was just so clear, you know, like the voice was loud now and it was just like, it's time. It's time, babe, you know, stop doing this stuff and just go inward and be celibate. And why, Why? yeah, what happened during that time was, well, I feel like energetically it was just so important when I decided to fully like go inward, like even cutting off flirting, cutting off, um, yeah. Any texting that felt like a little bit of pulliness, or like there was something underneath the, the communication, you know, when there's just like something unsaid, it's like flirty. Yeah. So like cutting off all of that had me realize like how many places I had my little like energetic tentacles out. You know, like, you know, kind of just like I had this person to text and then this person and then, oh, yeah, that person. And, you know, just it was so like leaky and like energetic. It was a drain for me, which I didn't know. I had never tried to cut them all off. And when I did, well, when I did, I kind of felt like, I, and, and I went, I got sober at the same time. So it was like two things at the same time, cutting off all my avoidance tactics. And, it, and I flailed for a while. Like it was like, oh my God, what I'm like, where am I like floating in space? How do I handle things? Like feeling anxious and whatever. And then once I got a handle on it, I really learned how to like direct my energy, like inwards first and lo- like just learn how to take care of myself, how to love myself, how to nourish myself, how to fill my own cup up because I had no other option. And I'm so grateful I gave myself no other option because now that I'm in a relationship, I know how to fill my own cup up first and then give to him from overflow. Like just give him my love from overflow, receive his love in overflow. Like I don't need it. I'm not like gripping to it. It's just like, wow, this is a, just gets to be this like beautiful cherry on top of my own relationship with myself, which is so what I didn't have before. I was always trying to like Grip to someone else's stability, someone else's love, someone else's approval. And I think that's the biggest thing. Even like someone else's like sex, like so the way someone can turn me on, uh, you know, like like outsourcing all of these things that actually mm-hmm. were mine all along. And then when I actually owned that, um, then it's like freedom. I don't need to be with anybody. I get to be in a relationship if I choose to. I don't need it.
0: Oh, my word. Yes. The word sovereignty is just coming really strong. Yeah. Coming through really strong right now. And I think it's just so important because to a lot of people, it seems extreme, right? To be celibate. People kind of fear it. They're like, why would I do that? That seems so extreme um but the power of calling all of that energy back like you just said like you don't even realize where you're giving it away and how good it can feel when you have all of that and you're really intentional with that energy and like you said there was there's so many people who I've been speaking to who are like, oh yeah, I'm getting married. I was like celibate for however long before I met my my now partner. Um, it's a real thing. It's such a real thing. And it's so incredible. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that.
1: You're so welcome. I recently just saw someone post, um, a, a, a fellow coach who I like connected with on Instagram, she was posting about celibacy. Um, I talk a lot about how, like, the relationship with ourself is the most important one. It's, like, the one we're absolutely going to have for the rest of our lives. And and she was, like, if you, like, why, I don't remember the words, but it was, like, of course you dedicate six months or a year to working on the most important relationship. You know, we dedicate six months or a year to so many other things. We dedicate four plus years to go to school or whatever if you do. You know, like, we dedicate... our our lives and energy to so many other places. I think the relationship with ourselves is like the utmost importance. I didn't know that though, until I went through the portal of actually trying it out.
0: Same, same. Yeah. Yeah, and I think because, don't know about you, but we so try and justify things like beforehand of like, oh, but I'm only messaging him. Like, and you know, that that person is a no. Like it's those kinds of situations that you are entertaining, which is giving your power away. And I think it's so powerful because every time you say no, you're saying yes to what it is that you truly, truly desire. And when you are going through that portal of celibacy, you're saying no to so much, so much that you no longer want and you're releasing so much that it's only natural that you'll be ridiculously empowered and able to stand in your desire more because you're like, like you were saying with your relationship, like. I've just been celibate for this long. There's absolutely no way I'm entertaining something that isn't a full body fuck. Yes. Like why would we do that? It seems normal now, but at the beginning you're like, oh, maybe I would entertain this guy who I kind of know is like a no, but you know, I may as well do it anyway. (laughs) Right. And I'm like, I take myself on such good dates. Like I have such
1: good sex with myself. Like if someone can't like meet me there, then what am I doing? Like I'm, I'm having so much fun on my own. So I, I just prefer to keep doing that.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I so, so resonate. Okay. So we've talked about your relationship and your celibacy. And at the beginning you were saying that your business is expanding more than ever and you're living in Bali and you have (laughs) this incredible relationship and you're abundant as fuck. And (laughs) I I just want you to share because, oh my gosh, like you can have it all and you are, I mean, obviously you go through the difficult things too, but you are an example of how going through all of the difficult things can lead to such an abundant, incredible life. Mm -hmm. Um, Where does pleasure come into this for you? How did how did all of that unfold? And what was like what were your practices? What was the um what was the path for pleasure with you?
1: Yeah, I mean pleasure has just been such a portal for healing for me. Um, I think that throughout my whole life, I've always been really drawn to like exploring my sexuality. And, and I definitely in but you know, it was always from a place of like, it wasn't really in my pleasure or it was kind of dissociated or it was as best I learned in this culture (laughs) how to like, you know, be sexual. And so, um, that's always been a calling for me, you know, and something that's important to me. And then when I, when I got into work, like this feminine work around, um, tuning into my pleasure, like through self-pleasure, and through embodiment, and and I was even a dancer before, so that was even more, like, I was always, you yeah, it was, again, like, sensuality, and wanting to be drawn towards that, but it was still a little, like, not fully dropped into my body, so getting into the work around embodiment, self-pleasure, and, um, like, feeling all my feelings, basically, <laughs> um, it's, like, ripped open my life, like, it's just 180 And like taking my life on a ride better than I could have, than I could have planned. And it's partly been like this surrender and just like, I don't don't know, there's just this magic that happens when I, when I found for me and people in general, when we focus on our pleasure. And people have talked about it for like, you know, hundreds of years, like follow your bliss and like things work out when you take the next step in faith and like when it's something that's really in alignment for you. And it's like all these different ways to say, like, follow your pleasure, focus on the things that bring you pleasure, because there's so much magic in that there's like this magic of like presence of like gratitude just for our bodies, like that we can feel so much pleasure. And that we're meant to feel so much pleasure that so much pleasure is possible in these bodies. And then also like just the, the, the spiritual way that pleasure is magical in like getting us on a high frequency and like attracting all these incredible experiences and this money and abundance and partners because we're, we're like, we're there ourselves. And again, it's like, it's like, it's kind of like the celibacy journey. It's like getting there yourself, like bringing yourself up to this frequency of like pleasure. And things just come in, not because I need them anymore, not because I need the business to prove something, not because I like need the, ab- ab- the abundance in the form of money, not because I need the relationship, but it's just because like, oh, I'm full, like I'm in my pleasure, I'm present and I'm happy. And I'm actually just grateful for my, how my life is. And then the, me- like you just become a magnet for like miracles, abundance, all the things that you want. And so that's the magic of pleasure, you know? Yeah. And that's why I talk about it so
0: much. I have a Facebook group called the Magic of Pleasure. I love the name. <laughs> it's brilliant. I love it too. I love yeah. it. Um, Oh my gosh. It is. And it's, I mean, it's hard to describe in simple terms because it is such a, it's everything, like it's everything you do in life, right? It's a way that you live your life. Um, Right. And it's just so incredible to, to see how you approach that, because I also really want to highlight that you are really conscious of also allowing people to like do the hard thing. Like it's not always the pleasure in that moment, but like your ability to hold the pleasure is also your ability to feel the pain. Like that's something that you, um, shared in your group program, which I was in, which was incredible. Um, and that really, that was so insightful in doing the hard thing with communication and speaking Mm. to others, and knowing that these hard things are the portal to the pleasure. Um, So yeah, would you like to speak to that a little bit?
1: Yeah, it's like paradoxical, I think that's the word I want to say, it's like keeps me in my head, you know, because there's so many layers and nuance to it. Um. And I think that a big phrase that sticks with me is you can't selectively numb. So, you know, you can't numb one feeling without numbing it all. You know, when we try to numb our sadness or anger, we're also numbing our joy and our pleasure. So something big is like actually letting ourselves feel all the feelings and i also kind of finding at the root, like in there, in like the depths of all those feelings, there is pleasure. And so maybe it's almost a different definition of what pleasure is, but it's almost just like the experience of being alive and present in our bodies, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then I think with the things that seem hard are like the portals. Because it's almost like when I was like called to do my celibacy, I'm like, this isn't, this isn't like pleasurable necessarily in the way that like, this isn't, good. I know this isn't going to be easy or like feel that good all the time. But it was also just like a calling, like I knew. And it's same with like that conversation or like, a, you know, for example, like the conversation or you're talking about the communication, it's like you, you knew that there was like something there for you to like have the conversation. So it's like listening, listening to the voice inside and like following the path that's like laid out before you, even though it might look strange or not really where you thought you needed to go. It's really like trusting that inner, inner voice. And that's also why I think, you know, pleasure is so amazing because it's like, and even if it does start with sexuality or like pleasure in the way that we kind of, are taught it it's like it, it's also the practice of tuning into our bodies and when we tune into our bodies we tune into like our deep knowing and wisdom which you know mm. you know mm-hmm. and so it's yeah so it's following that deep wisdom yeah. and like knowing that you're going to be okay like the pain is okay too mm-hmm. and it's like there's there's the, there actually can be pleasure in the pain too like what we talked about in conscious kink in like a kinky yes. way and and so yeah it's all of those things it's it's kind of like just being a yes to like life and all the things that come with it Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like all of it's right all of it's good like the pain and the and the sadness and the pleasure and yeah just a yes yes can we just turn towards it and be like yeah let's go
0: yeah. this is right
1: it's, I'm right and I'm good and I everything's gonna be okay and here we go I'm just gonna take the next step mm. if that makes sense I don't know if that's like a tangent in a different way did I
0: answer your question I love all of that no it was all it was beautiful it was yeah because there like you said there's so many layers to this pleasure pain and then not necessarily um like a paradox in a way that they're so much closer than you think yes. um, it's, like, it's like super hot water and super
1: cold water when you put your hand under it at first it feels the same yeah. and so I really see like pleasure and pain they're like they're actually right there it's like a circle and pleasure and pain meet at the top of the circle if yes. you can imagine yeah it's, it's just they are really right next to each
0: other <laughs> yeah I feel that I really do Oh, thank you so much. I would love for you to share how people can get in touch with you and um what's coming up for you at the moment in relation to like your work or what you're sharing.
1: Yeah. Um you can get in touch with me on Instagram. My handles at Kelly and Bodie. I'm sure you'll put it somewhere
0: mm-hmm. so
1: they can because it's spelled a little weird, but um yeah, so Instagram's great. Mm-hmm also Facebook on my like regular profile. And then I also have my magic of pleasure Facebook group, which I'm like going live in and teaching. in. it's just like a community of like free resources to kind of talk about sex and relationship and like all the things that Charlotte and I've been talking about. So that's a great one to join. It's for women. Um, And then I have my podcast, the best you've ever had, which you can find on iTunes and Spotify or through the link in my bio on Instagram or Facebook. Um, and what else I have one-to-one coaching spots available right now so you know working with women on any of this stuff one-to-ones like super personalized so if it was like sex or relationships or desire um pain pleasure any of that stuff if any of that calls to you um yeah you can dm me on instagram or facebook and say you're curious and we can just like chat about it and um Yeah. I think that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah. Lots of things. So many things. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom for joining us Mm -hmm. today, for being such a powerful leader in the pleasure space and just so embodied and joyful and amazing. I'm so grateful for everything that you've shared. Um, And if you're listening, reach out to Kelly, let her know, or reach out to me and let me know if anything resonated during this, during this episode. Um, I will be having Kelly back at some point because there's just so much to talk about. It's never ending. (laughs) Um. Yeah, anything that you would like to share before we close this up?
1: Hmm. Yeah. yeah, just thank you for listening. Thanks for your, your, like tuning in and listening to my story. I hope that you got something out of it for yourself. And also I'd love to hear, you know, if you want to share. I love hearing what people get out of listening. Hmm. Um, so you like DM me, DM Charlotte, that would just be like such a pleasure and joy for me to receive
0: yes definitely I will pop your handle in the show notes um, so that you can get in touch with Kelly and follow her she is incredible so I highly recommend thank you so much. Oh, I love you thank you so much mm, you're welcome okay bye my love bye